You are now listening to Cult Cinema Catacombs. These films exist. now for four and a half years and still the benchmark of quality professional we are professionals (laughs) it's like we think we know what we're doing but we're not do we i didn't think we knew what we were doing (laughs) hello folks welcome to cult cinema catacombs welcome to 2023 uh good news i pretty much got my voice back uh, even better news, we don't have a cat in heat in the background for this episode. At least, let's hope no. that's also the case with the second half of the episode. I still hope that the cat shows up. <laughs> I, I missed I miss the, the yowling cat. I did. <laughs> and also, even better news, we are here for month two of our three-month tribute to Matthew Lillard, Lillard Fair. This is, this is the... The point in the in, in Lillard Fair when M- Melissa Etheridge comes on. Yeah. And, yeah, and she she steps up to the mic and she tells us that uh, spandex is not a, a, a right, basically. Uh. <laughs> also, I, I just want to be clear about this, just in case anybody doesn't know my stance. Come to my window is a creepy song. <laughs> I just want to make sure that you know that. I love Melissa Etheridge, but come to my window, listen to it, listen well, to it. Not only is the song creepy, but then you've got Juliette Lewis in the music video, who's just like being all Juliette Lewis. Uh, it's like it's almost as if like they I mean, I love Juliette Lewis, but it's almost as if the director was like, yeah, just improv. <laughs> OK, OK, I need some black crayons and some pepper and and, 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 and let's go. Let's go. <laughs> all right. Enough about middle bullets. <laughs> you ready to hack the planet? Dude, yes, of course I am. <laughs> I am so excited right now. Where I we, am so yeah, excited. Yeah, we we are officially at like the, the the. I mean, let's hope it doesn't have it doesn't turn into like a Fred Durst tur- making the audience want to you know rampage and create an inferno. Uh, but but now I think that the, a good state of mind always is let's hope it doesn't become Fred Durst. <laughs> I think we can just agree to that. Yes. On this episode, we'll be looking at the 1995 90s cult classic, Hackers. Yes, yes. Such a such an informative movie in my life. Yes, I'm so excited. I, this cast is bananas. I mean, we've got uh, so we've, we've got Johnny Lee Miller, yes. um, who plays Zero Cool. Uh, we've got, of course, Matthew Lillard, who plays Serial Killer. Right. Uh, we have Fisher Stevens as the plague. This is the first Fisher Stevens movie we've done, right? Yes. Which is insane to say out loud, considering we've been doing this show for five years, <laughs> and this is the first Fisher Stevens movie we've done. That's this is crazy. also this is also the first Lorraine Bracco movie we've done. Plays Margo. <laughs> That's but, true. But most importantly, this is the first Angelina Jolie movie we've done on this show because she plays Acid Burn. Yes. Um, and I, wasn't this the movie that made, and yes. was it this or was it Girl Interrupted that really threw Angelina Jolie into the in the spotlight? Well, I think Girl Interrupted made her a kind of an indie darling. People started mm-hmm. looking at her, and you know, in contention for things like, you know, in award season, right? And mm-hmm. then this movie made her universally popular. Like, I think this is the one that kind of really launched her career. Despite that haircut. <laughs> Despite every... Let's... Really? Her haircut is the problem in this movie? <laughs> hey, hey, Matthew Lillard is rocking the pigtails in this film. Come on. He is. Johnny he Lee Miller with his... pigtails. With his platinum blonde uh, silver <laughs> hair. 
Fisher Stevens' hair is always unsupportable, so I can't say anything about his hair. This movie is so quintessential 90s. It really God. is. Because it, it couldn't have gotten everything wrong about hacker culture so perfectly than it did. But at the same time, it is so drenched in 90s pop culture. Uh, it's just... It's it's an aesthetic. It created its aesthetic. I mean, I mean, cyberpunk was in existence long before hackers came around. But boy, almighty, did hackers, despite the fact that it gloriously bombed in the box office, just stamp cyberculture into the zeitgeist. Yeah. I just really did. This is the movie that every one of the scenes now that you get in one of those procedural cop shows where they enhance and turn something and look, yes. this is it. This is the pro. This is the true progenitor of all of those memes. So um, without hackers, we would not have CSI. That I I believe that to be true. <laughs> without hackers, we wouldn't have Swordfish. Without Swordfish, we wouldn't have CSI. That's the that is the that's the lineage of. Uh, rotate 45 degrees rotate 45 degrees back the only difference is 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 that in swordfish we get hallie's berries and in hackers we don't get angelina's jolies no we don't that's true but it also in also in swordfish we get hugh jackman with 18 computer screens surrounding him like he's tommy lee 1987 playing crumbs <laughs> we might have to do swordfish too at some point because it's as ridiculous as hackers is but just yeah. that that you go ahead go ahead sorry hackers is just so much fun i the the this film is just like i said it couldn't have been so wrong about hacking and <laughs> computer technology and just the whole thing, period. But at the same time, dear God, it's so much fun. I mean, because because people, there's people I know of who saw hackers, who were hackers, and they're like, oh, is this what we're supposed to be like? Uh, fine, I'll, I'll, I'll shave half my head off and uh, adopt a crazy nickname and uh, drink a lot of Surge. Yeah, and... and- <laughs> It really, all of those memes and tropes, I'll, the majority of those came from this movie. So, like, yep. the cyberpunk, but, like, not cyberpunk, like, in terms of, like, like uh, Gibson or, you know, like, I, I'm talking, like, cyberpunk in terms of going to Hot Topic and buying your shimmery uh, <laughs> shirt that's too tight, your Jinko jeans, and, you know dyeing your hair platinum and putting it in pigtails and, and having like weird messenger bags and, and uh, Heelys and shit like that. Yeah. That all came from this there. I, I would, I am going to just go out on a limb and say the Silicon Valley computer, um, kind of the idea that you get when you think of those guys skateboarding around a giant white room with like servers in it and shit. <laughs> None of that shit would exist without this movie. Nope. The idea that, you know, um, and I'm going strictly from memory. It's been a long time. The idea that Johnny Lee Miller, like, is put on house arrest and can't touch a computer, but he gets to, like, do the phone freak thing with the uh, the gum wrapper and all of that <laughs> stuff. Just, <laughs> god damn, this movie's so good. I'm so it, glad we're doing this movie. It, I, 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 I remember it also having one hell of a kick-ass soundtrack. Oh, uh, yeah, especially especially if you're a fan of electronica, I mm-hmm. mean, you're going to be in heaven with this soundtrack. Um, and uh, this is also a movie that just reminds us that their only crime was curiosity. Right. <laughs> right. Before before we dive into the movie, before we dive into the movie, though, I, I want to ask since it's you know it's a new year is. Besides the it's a strong shelf that you're building and showing me photos of, <laughs> I'll post it. You can go ahead and post that to the Cult Cinema Catacombs page. <laughs> okay. Well, is there anything you're hyped and excited for right now? Oh Jesus, so much. Um, we were just talking off mic about what Shutter's got coming out this month. I am very excited about uh, In Search of Darkness Part Three. 
mm-hmm. so excited about it. Um, can you believe we are like a week away from Megan? Oh, I know. And um, I, I, I mean, it, from the day that we're recording part one, it's January 3rd. So, yeah, Megan is coming out this week and I'm excited about it. Oh. I, I'm just I'm just hoping that we don't get another snakes on the plane scenario where it's just, you know, so we get so hyped and so excited about it. And it turns out to be, oh, well, James Wan is coming off of um, malignant. malignant. So he is at kind of the height of his weird horror power because mm-hmm. that movie was so widely regarded as insanely watchable that I think he's got to up the game. He made small wonder a horror movie <laughs> and I am so there for it. Like I've, I don't know that I've seen people this excited about something like it has been an insane year for horror. Right. But yeah, I, 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 I'm wondering, though, if um, the excitement would be there if it hadn't been for that, like, weird ass dance that she does no, it out of nowhere. Yeah. Whoever's in the marketing department and saw that portion of the movie and said, that's our that's it. That's our commercial because it's insane and everybody's going to latch onto it. They they deserve eight raises mm-hmm. and three promotions. Because it like, looks like your typical child's play ripoff and then all of a sudden it becomes a sea of music video yeah. out of nowhere. <laughs> you know, out of nowhere. <laughs> oh god, I am so excited. Like this is the year of and I think it's because last year was so popular. The studios have decided they can make money on horror movies. Mm-hmm. Um because we've already seen two that are coming out this year that are so insanely memeable. And I'm worried, I'm instantly worried about, um, you know, uh, horror attrition or jumping the shark because last year we got good quality, solid horror. Mm-hmm. Movies. Yeah. We got surprises like X Pearl and barbarian. I mean, yeah. and, and even year. smile, even smile yeah. was a huge shock. And, and, you know, and, and my concern is now with the addition of Cocaine Bear and Megan that I'm very excited to see both. <laughs> I'm over the moon to see both. But just that it becomes. Don't lose the art, mm. you know, that's that's all I'm saying. Let you know, don't because it becomes big. I don't want it to become marvelized. And I yeah. like Marvel movies, but don't don't become Marvelized. Keep it weird. But I'm very excited for Megan. I'm very excited for um, for In Search of Darkness three. And and what are you excited for, Roy? Well, I'm excited about Cocaine Bear just because of the concept alone, and I love the fact that it's also one of Entertainment Weekly's top ten most anticipated films of 2023. <laughs> that trailer. Like- is fucking bananas. It's like you've got all these, you know, fun sounding big budget tentpole prestigious boosts, and all of a sudden you've got cocaine bear in the in the list out of nowhere. I love it. Um I'm looking forward to, you know, all that shutters dropping. They're dropping possession this month yeah. on there, and I've never seen it. I've always heard about it, so I finally get to see possession. But the big thing I'm excited about is is that I and I'm currently holding it in my hand as we Uh-oh. speak. Um, something I never, ever, ever, ever thought us Americans would ever get a chance to see. And that is the 1992 BBC production of Ghost Watch. It's oh, been, shit, you got it. Yes, it's it's been released in America on a special edition box set Blu-ray. And I sunk the money down for it. And I was like, fuck it, I've never seen this. I'm going to go ahead and get it. I haven't watched it yet. I'm probably going to watch it tonight. Right away, it's well worth the money just for the fact you get a copy of the fucking screenplay with it. Do you really? Yes. Where was uh, it, if you don't mind? I found it on Amazon, actually. It's um, really? Yeah, because it's, it's 101 video, which usually doesn't do American releases. Right. But I think this is one of their f- first few American releases. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's got, like, portions of the shooting script in here. It's got the entire script that also has, like, notes in here for uh, – I, I don't know whose copy of the script this was or anything, but it's got, like, little notes, little drawn uh, storyboards and stuff. There's uh, about, you know, the the whole phenomenon that this thing became, that you know, Britain's basic – their answer to War of the Worlds. 
and um, an entire documentary about the phenomenon that this thing caused. So I'm finally going to get a chance to watch this thing after just reading about how it's it's one of the one of the best found footage films ever made. So I'm very, very excited about this. That's amazing, dude. That's awesome. I'm looking at it right now. So <laughs> I am pressing order on it as we speak. Um, <laughs> so, so, so you've gotten that. You've also participated in Vinegar Syndrome's 10 for 10. Oh, my God. I've spent so much money on <laughs> so much media because I bought The Barn and The Barn Part 2. Uh-huh. I bought Highlander. I bought four movies from Vinegar Syndrome's 10 for 10, and now I'm buying this. Whatever, it's not real money. It's going on my Amazon card. That's not real. Whatever. It's and then we, fine. And then we both, I mean, we're not going to re- reveal what the movie is yet, but we both bought a movie that we're doing for our April episode off of Vinegar Syndrome, just yes. based off of the trailer. And <laughs> we're like, we've never seen this thing. We saw the trailer. We saw all who's in this movie. And we're like, this is nuts. We got to do this movie. And then we discovered it's on Vinegar Syndrome. We're like, okay, fine, Vinegar Syndrome. We're going to buy this movie sight unseen. Fine. How many movies have I done that with, though? Oh, God. Cthulhu I Mansion. Know, really. um, which... New York New York Ninja was <laughs> oh. was definitely one of those. Oh, but New York, New, there's never been a movie I've been more happy to buy <laughs> in my life. Than, oh, I did also buy the um, the most recent Resident Evil movie was on sale on 4K. So oh. um, and I really, really enjoyed that movie. So I went ahead and bought that, too, because it was on sale from Amazon. So nice. that's coming, too. <laughs> but enough about all that. Now let's focus on hackers. <laughs> uh, I have not stopped focusing on hackers for the past 25 years of my life. <laughs> See, I didn't need to read this. Apparently in 2020, to celebrate the 25th anniversary of the movie, they released the soundtrack for the first time on vinyl. And now I need to find oh, this. Oh, shit. I, right. need to, I need to find this soundtrack now. I'm like, God damn it. But it makes me wonder, because they came out with two soundtracks to this film. They came out with the original motion picture soundtrack, and then they came out with the music from and inspired by hackers soundtrack because it became such a giant cult film when it was released on home video that they said let's make a companion album (laughs) and then if that wasn't enough then they made a third companion album uh so i'm curious to see what all is on this 20th anniversary um uh, final set this is I, I i think this is probably one of the biggest cult films we've done on this show so far because yeah like i said the, the film gloriously bombed in the theater it was such a huge bomb but when it was released on home video it took off i remember it constantly not being on the shelves at blockbuster video people were constantly oh, renting yeah. this thing and when I finally got my grubby little hands on a copy to watch it, I was just like, yeah, this is fine. <laughs> it was basically my reaction to it. I uh, I saw it a couple times in the theater. Oh, wow. Yeah. Um, it was one of those movies that I really wanted to 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 go see over. And over. This movie and The Matrix. Mm-hmm. Um, I saw multiple, multiple times, especially The Matrix. I think I saw that like seven times. Well, that was just it. some mind-blowing shit that was going on in that movie, too. So you, you, know, you had to go back and believe what you were seeing there. Yeah, that's true. But I definitely saw this a few times. Uh, I think two times in the theater. Um, I was obsessed. I wanted to be Johnny Lee Miller in this movie so bad. So what was it up? Oh, that's what killed it. It had, two, it had three biggies up against it in the theater at that time. Uh, it had Dangerous Minds. Okay. It had To Wong Fu, Thanks for Everything, Julie Newmar. Okay. And Mortal Kombat. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I mean, it, it had some tough competition against it. Well, and, and people joke um, now about Dangerous Minds. The only thing you remember is that song, you know, <laughs> Gangster's Paradise. But. That movie, when it came out, was you could not escape it. 
No. It was it was the most popular thing for about two months. That thing was huge. Months. Yeah. It's like, wait, Michelle Pfeiffer in an urban drama? What? You yeah. Know, I love, though, producer Chris's theory. I, I, I'm subscribing to this theory that Dangerous Minds is actually a continuation of Grease 2. <laughs> okay. That that her character from Grease 2 decided to come back um, and become a teacher, but instead of going back to Rydell High, she decided to go to this urban school so that way she can um, you know, do some good and earn her way into heaven, into biker heaven, basically. And I'm just like, you know what? I'm going with that theory. I like that. Yeah, yeah let's lean into that. I'm, I'm in. I'm there for it. I like it. Oh my god, I am, I am so, I'm so excited to watch this movie. Oh, like, me too. I, I mean, I, 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 it gave me an excuse to finally buy it on Blu-ray. Is what, it, is what it did. I was like, is this still out on Blu-ray? And I saw the Shout Factory had it on Blu-ray. I'm like, okay, fine. This gives me an excuse to buy it. <laughs> I am I am ready to watch this. If if you're ready to, to to clamp it down and let's go, let's let's do it. Yeah, I'm ready. You got your spandex on? <laughs> I got I've got Jankos. <laughs> I have I have a, a mesh knit shirt. Over, which I over that I'm wearing a really like like iridescent uh, real tight lycra shirt. I've got a candy necklace on. <laughs> oh God, the candy okay. necklace! Yes, I've got the candy quintessential, necklace on. Quintessential. I've got my hair um, in a bunch of little braids, just a bunch of them. Okay. <laughs> It's dyed lime green, bunch of little braids. I've got a pair of ski goggles on for yes, some reason. I have the ski goggles, yeah. Um, <laughs> I've got Heelys on. Mm. I'm in high school. I'm ripping and tearing it up and down the, the handicap accessible ramp in my Heelys. <laughs> Lorraine Bracco is calling me, telling me to come home, but I can't come home. I got to hack the unit. I got to stop Fisher Stevens. Yes. He's got control of information that should be free. And a, and a weird security. We'll, we'll talk about a security staff on the show. I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. We 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 gotta we gotta unframe ourselves for wanting to capsize some oil ships. <laughs> I, I forgot Pendulette's in this. Yep. And Mark Anthony. Yep. I just God. All right, let's watch it. I'm ready. Alrighty. We'll be right back, folks. After we are done hacking the planet. beneath the world we know is the world they inhabit. Dave? Yeah, Ma? What are you doing? I'm taking over a TV network. I'll finish up, honey, and get to sleep. They're hackers. Hackers penetrate and ravage private and publicly owned computer systems. Hack the planet! Hack the planet! It's not just something they do. Sure this sweet machine's not going to waste? Are you challenging me? <laughs> It's who they are. I win, you wear a dress on our date. And if I win, so do you. They can crack any code. <laughs> and get inside any system. Hello, Mr. Gill, according to our records, you're dead. I'm what? But this time... Come here, look at this. It's some kind of virus. Unless $5 million is transferred to the following account, I will capsize five oil tankers. They just hacked the wrong guy. Game's over. Whoever wrote this needs somebody to take the fall. He's about to commit the perfect computer crime. You've created a virus that's going to cause a worldwide disaster? And they're about to take the blame. A hacker planted the virus. But it's the perfect cover. Go, can we be allies? I don't play well with others. Oh, wow, we are fried. Okay, let's nail it. No. You're not good enough to beat me. Yeah, maybe I'm not. But we are. They're the only ones who can prevent a catastrophe. I know how to stop this guy. They'll trace you like that. Are you nuts? Come at me! Unlike any the world has ever seen. Never send a boy to do a woman's job. Hackers of the world unite. Cops on the building. I need more time. This is the end, my friend. United Artists welcomes you to the new world.
Hi there, fun seekers! Are you looking for cinema that is absolutely 100% independently made, but also extremely unique and outside of the box? Well, look no further than Troma Pictures and the Troma Now streaming service. Watch.troma.com is your home for everything from Roy Kaufman and his band of very fun individuals. Everything from the Toxic Avenger and beyond at your fingertips. Only $4.99 a month, but your first 30 days are free. Did I say free? Yes, they're free. So what are you waiting for? Go to watch.troma.com and sign up. Also available on your Apple and Android devices, on the Roku stick, and also on the Fire Stick. Let's get freaky. the best and the worst of Matthew Lillard. Not, <laughs> not Matthew no, I Lillard, wouldn't say but... I wouldn't say it was the worst. It was definitely not his greatest, but we definitely watched one of the best ones with hackers. That was okay. I don't know if it was like for you as it was for me, but it was a pure boast of serotonin. Oh. Yeah, it was it well, it was core like I told you, right? I was like I have unlocked the instant that movie started. When they were flying in and all of the buildings become circuit boards and shit, mm-hmm. I was like, this is unlocking every – because it has probably been 15 years since I've seen it. But, Easy. yeah, but I'm like, this is unlocking every core memory because I have seen this movie – when it came out, I was – I watched I, – I had to have seen it like seven times. Like – it unlocked every core memory. Every scene mm-hmm. of this movie was like, oh, God, I remember that. Oh, no, I remember that. I was grinning from ear to ear the entire time because, yeah, the same thing is just it was like I was I was I was filled with the good feels. I was like so happy watching this movie again. And yeah. <laughs> um, Matthew Lillard just like going for it in the best way possible uh in this film i absolutely just love especially the, the moment in the bathroom it was like the booty the booty that little dancing yes well i mean he just seems to be so in it. this is probably my favorite matthew lillard film and i love everything we've watched so far i i love um the movies we're going to watch next month absolutely mm-hmm. but he just seems to be the most Lillardy in this movie. Like he is obviously having the best time of his life. Oh yeah. God, I, I can't see anybody else playing that role. I mean, he just was the perfect casting choice because he just had that energy that was needed. I mean, um, I love Johnny Lee and I love Angelina and I love the whole cast is, is fantastic, mm-hmm. but like, Lillard steals this movie. Oh, he stands out. He, yeah, I mean, like I, like I said, I can't see anyone else playing serial killer. I mean, he just every scene he's in, he steals. Well, there's the, the my favorite scene in the entire movie, um, especially with Matthew Lillard in it, is the chalkboard scene. <laughs> it's my favorite scene, and I forgot how much I loved it until I watched it again. I was like, oh my god, I love this scene so much, and he gets to be the the hero in this, mm-hmm. like he gets to be the uh, DJ Qualls in yes. <laughs> uh, whatever that movie, the core. God, I feel like God here. <laughs> yeah, right. It's like, and I forgot about so many characters in this movie, including the uh, the uh, hacker influencers. Oh God, yes. I was like, when they came on, I was just like, oh God, it's TikTok. Yeah, when that happened, I remembered like, it. This so is evolved vividly. into TikTok so vividly. Like, oh god, this is great. The scene where they had the gun and it's the lighter. Like, yeah. it's just all of it is so good. It's so good. Everybody, stop right now and go watch. If you haven't, go watch Hackers. And go I, watch. I, I I love how with Freak they like. Well, they they did like some signaling to us that he's gay without uh, flat out saying he's gay and i'm like watching this and i'm like going 
oh mary please i guess <laughs> i don't know if it was, maybe it was the 90s pink- signal signaling but 2023 didn't there was no need for a signal no i mean the fact that he was wearing that pink pussy t-shirt and was well, literally the, a pink leopard print yeah the leopard print shirt his first the first time we see him he's got the leopard print sleeveless shirt mm-hmm. like his jeans are pulled down way too low peekaboo like, see-through mm-hmm. and it was peekaboo see-through leopard print also yeah. you could see some skin through the black spots not yeah, just I'm like, like mm-hmm. yeah for sure for sure like, <laughs> like <laughs> he knows all there is to know about the crying game let's just say that um why but... didn't fisher stevens win every award for his role <laughs> in this movie <laughs> my name's not eugene <laughs> <laughs> I forgot this movie is full of ridiculous shit, outlandish shit. I compared it to Fast and the specifically Lorraine Bracco's performance. Oh my god! But and I compared it to Fast and the Furious to you. Oh like, yeah, that's what it feels like. But the most Fisher Stevens is the most ridiculous character in any movie I think I've ever oh, seen in this film. Chewing the scenery, and he's like, he's like, I can most, play a bad guy. Okay, yeah, and the most ridiculous. Fisher Stevens moment in a ridiculous movie starring Fisher Stevens is he has to flee the country because he's caught doing his cyber crimes and they catch him on a plane in like a a party city old man costume. (laughs) He's got that party city wig and beard and mustache trying to look like the old man who owns the Mogwai from Gremlins. Yeah, and I was like, this is fucking ridiculous. I love it so so much like because it was an over-the-top film that introduced so many people to the concept of hacking you know this movie crawled so the swordfish could walk um yeah but hacking i mean i i I gotta tell you those those (laughs) graphics oh my god when they were hacking into the banks and everything i mean those are some great ps2 level yeah, graphics for hack. I was just like, wow, if hacking looked like this, I'd be doing it all the time because this looks amazing, <laughs> especially when they started doing the bugs and Pac-Man. <laughs> and, yes. <laughs> then, um, and then, you know, the rabbits It's like, here come the rabbits. What are the rabbits? And they're explaining what the rabbits are. They're little rabbits on the screen. Oh, listen, Lorraine, Bracco in this movie was so far out of her Academy Award winning elements. <laughs> she was just like, I was nominated for Goodfellas and you want me to fine, sure. I need a new Corvette. Right, right. Like, oh, this is gonna be the next big thing. This is testing so well. And um the the line I texted you and I'm trying to find it is just the most out-of-body experience line <laughs> delivery I've ever heard in my life. And I'm trying to go back and find that line um, through our text messages, our text chain. Um, there it is. Um, she says, rabbit flu shot. Someone talk to me here because like, they're like, oh, it's the rabbit virus and pen from Penn and Teller. None of these words mean anything like they were supposed <laughs> to mean in the movie. It's like, well, give it the flu shot. We got to inoculate. And she just deadpan without without any cadence, just delivers the line, rabbit flu shot. Someone talk to me here. That yes. was the line. And that's the way she said it, because I think she was just done. And they were like, all right. That's fine. That's the take. Just take it. <laughs> yeah. How what how outrageous does it make a film when you say that the most sanest and subdued performance in the film came from Penn Gillette? Right. <laughs> right. That speaks volumes of just how bonkers this film is. Even the cops, I mean, Mark Anthony could have been a subdued character until he went undercover at that party. Oh, my and, God. And all of a sudden just became like, hey, I, I, I just took some E and I did some poppers. Ooh, you know, it's basically what he became at that party. And I'm like, OK, Mark Anthony, I see you. And uh, what's his name? Somebody looked at him from this movie and said, yeah, you can be in The Wire. 
<laughs> You'd make a great cop in The Wire. Um, well, God, love, this movie. And I it's, love the comp, the competition. I forgot all about the competition. Yeah. Uh, with that cop. I <laughs> the, the part... I mean, a scene like this wouldn't fly today, but the scene where he was getting all the calls from the personal ad yes. about being into water sports and cross-dressing and everything, I was just like, oh, that won't fly yeah. today. Just know <laughs> that if you're going to watch this movie, it suffers from a lot of 90s backwards thinking. Um, I'm realizing how awful the 90s were. <laughs> <laughs> the more is... of these movies we watch... <laughs> We, I mean, we we got away with a lot in the '80s, but I think we're realizing we also got away with a lot in the oh, '90s as so well. Much, yeah, there's 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 definitely like some uh, uh, some passing transphobia in this film, um, but it's, some sexism. Yeah, well, and that's the thing. Both of the movies we watched are making me realize that '90s were just the decade of negging. <laughs> <laughs> Because yeah, they were totally nagging on Angelina Jolie in this movie. And it's like that that whole thing of like anything you can do, I can do better, yeah. but reverse it. Well, <laughs> and, and it was like the thing where they were in the arcade and Johnny Lee Miller's like first like pickup line to her is, yeah, it's a pretty good score for a girl. For a girl. <laughs> <laughs> and it's the same thing when we talk about um, – when we talk about Wing Commander, the same thing in that. Oh where, yeah, yeah. It's like okay, okay, nineties. Were we? Is this what we were doing? Like, mm-hmm. okay, is this how you become popular? And Johnny Lee Miller is just his Johnny Lee Millerist <laughs> in this movie. It's like he's acting this, and he's thinking to himself, "I'm going to go on to be an elementary." You're right. <laughs> I'm gonna I'm gonna be a Van Helsing in five years. <laughs> It's like he says that to Angelina Jolie and she gets this look on her face like, do you know who the fuck I am? Yeah, well, everybody who had. everybody who has a an acting style in this movie is doing their own acting style to an 11. Oh, yeah. Lillard is the most Lillard. Jolie is the most Jolie. Miller is the most Miller. Like everybody is next level. <laughs> Fisher Stevens is... Very so far out of his mind. Yes. Wearing his ascots around the office. <laughs> it's such a good movie. Oh, it's, and don't forget Je- don't forget Jesse Bradford who's like going through like how many cigarettes is he smoking in this movie? I uh, uh, uh the the one who uh, got oh, the caught kid. for the hacking yeah, Joey. Yeah. He's just like, "I'm not an addict. Where's the coffee?" <laughs> that scene was really weird. By the way, yeah. that scene where he's he's at his his uh, his dependency, his anonymous meeting mm. is so weird. It's so weirdly put into this movie. I'm not sure why it's there, but it was OK. It's just weird. I got I, I got I kind of got this sense that with this movie that they were trying to do with hacking what they did with the satanic panic in the 80s. But it horribly backfired because if they were trying to make because with all of the you know sensationalism that they were doing with all the news reports and everything and even incorporating the hacker manifesto at one point into the dialogue, which just made me I forgot they did that. I'm like, yeah, oh, my God, they're quoting the hacker manifesto. It was like they were trying to do a scare tactic, but. In all honesty, this movie made hacking look like the best thing to yeah. do on Earth. Well, this movie does for hacking what Rad did for BMX. Yes, it does. It definitely does. Because th- when I saw Rad, it had that same effect. I was like, I want a BMX bike. Yeah, they were the outlaws. And, you know, and they rode BMX bikes. Yeah. Uh, or Gleaming the Cube did for skateboarding. <laughs> yes. Or, you know, I was like thrashing or something you know, like that, you know. Yeah, a break-in did or for pump, break dancing, or, like or it's pump, or, or pump up the volume did for pirate radio. You know, I mean, just <laughs> films like that. No, you're and yeah, it's just everybody. I remember vividly after this movie, especially after like we were talking about after it came out on on VHS, and um, after that happened, I guess it was DVD also at that point, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody like it was like a light switch turned on everybody yeah. was a hacker everybody wore like jinko jeans and two tight shirts oh, and, God, wrote, the, and 
Yeah, I mean, the look that they had in the film became the end thing. And oh, it's yeah. amazing that that happened because, I mean, this film notoriously bombed at the box office. And then when you look at what it was up against, it's no shock. I mean, unfortunately, it was up against the bridges of Madison County. But you're not you're not going to deny horny housewives Clint no. Eastwood and Meryl Streep in a romance film. But when this film came out on video and on cable, yeah, it became so huge that it became a defining moment in culture. I mean, cyberpunk had been yes. developing a lot over the time, but this is when it just went from cyberpunk to cyberpunk. Yeah. Yeah. This is when you're, you got your, your, your silver goggles and mm-hmm. your, you know, like your mesh t-shirts and that became the thing for a long time. That's when places like Gadzooks really started to clean up. Hot Topic had a windfall day. They really did. Oh, yeah. I, oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And can we talk for a second about this is the apex time of the soundtrack? This soundtrack. I forgot how much this soundtrack slaps. I mean, oh. my God, the soundtrack was incredible. I'm pulling up, I'm pulling up the, uh, the soundtrack now because I want to... I want to see because I know I think DJ Shadow well, House, is on. Ha- Halcyon is, of course, one of the big songs from it. The one that you said was the Enya song in the beginning. Yeah. Of- and then I forgot. Uh, and then it got started. And I was like, oh, shit. Yes. Yes. <laughs> this is. Yes. I mean, this is got, where I'm at. Yeah. You, I mean, you've got Orbital. You've got The Prodigy. you got yep. Unworld. you got Left Field. you got Stereo's MC. you got you Urban, got Urban Dance, Dance Squad. Squad. I mean, yeah. Jesus, I mean, you got the machines. Yeah, the machines of love and grace. I was like, that's weird, but okay. Like, I'm into that. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this soundtrack was just so, 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 so good. I mean, it took advantage of electronica at the time. Times electronica was really beginning to pick up around when this film came out too. And EDM was just starting to get to get rolling, Mm -hmm. and this this soundtrack was king. You had this soundtrack and you had the Blade soundtrack. Mm-hmm. And and those were king ass top of the line. So like, like, I don't know if there's ever been a time. I love 80s soundtracks. They're great. But like they perfected the art in the late 90s. Of the oh, yeah, they sure did. I mean, yeah, I mean, you have you have some great soundtracks in the 90s. I mean, in the 80s, but in the 90s, it became an event. It's like the the soundtrack had to be just as huge as the movie yes yeah because you were selling cds at that point like like you weren't just selling like cassette tapes like people were buying music like crazy Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean this was the year i graduated high school and went to college (laughs) this was yeah i I was just a youngling in college at this point so i I I was the right demographic for this movie yeah (laughs) and i was the dead center demographic to this movie and, and for the next four years, like this music was the life, like, you know, everybody. And all of a sudden, all these clubs started popping up that were similar to the clubs in this. Yes. Like the culture was so even in Dayton, Ohio, like the culture was so prolific. I'm mad that we didn't get a sequel. I'm mad that this didn't get to be the first Fast and the Furious because it could have been. <laughs> It's ridiculous enough a concept to become uh, that kind of series of movies. Mm-hmm. I love yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. I'm so glad we got to do this. Oh yeah, me too. I mean, I'm so happy that we got I, that we revisited this film because, like you said, it unlocked core memories. It it was a pure entire wave of serotonin for me. It's just it, it, I forgot how fun Hackers is. How just ridiculous it is. And I'm glad we did it, too. Yeah, I I could not be happier. Yeah, okay, so here's the extended soundtrack. Orbital, (laughs) Left Field, Underworld, Prodigy, Stereo MCs, another song by the Prodigy, Urban Dance Squad, Squeeze. I don't remember Squeeze being in there. Well, I think this was also around the time where they started putting out the soundtracks that was music from and inspired by... Uh, that Maybe. became a huge trend in the 90s also. Yeah, because then you had Massive Attack. It was on there. Like, every group that would go on to become, like, juggernauts in, yeah. like, the EDM, 
um, you know, trip hop, whatever it was, were on this soundtrack. The only like, thing missing is Moby. I, yeah, <laughs> that's the only. I, thing I'm guessing is this, Moby. Did this did this movie inspire Moby? When, when was Moby? <laughs> when was Moby? <laughs> Moby what I'm yelling. See hackers and said yes. <laughs> yeah. I, I figure I'm shaving my head. Um, I just typed into Google. I'm shaving my head and pissing off Eminem. I just typed in um, to Google, when was Moby? And it did not give me the answer I wanted. So. <laughs> That's a shame. I don't care about Moby Dick. I want to learn about Moby. Ah, <laughs> uh, Well, we're down to our last month of Lillard Fair. But before Holy shit, Moby yeah. is, was born in 1965. He's 57 years old. He's I'm going to go crawl. I'm going to go crawl under a desk oh and die God. now. Moby's older than us. No. <laughs> no. I don't like it. Uh-huh. No. It hurts my D- heart. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> well, thanks for that. Um, I'm sorry to have to bring us down. <laughs> All right. So before we announce our, our final, uh, the first of our two final choices for Lillard Fair, there's a couple of things I want to uh, clear out of the way. Uh, first, let me go ahead and, and get the sad news out of the way, uh, because as of this recording, we lost a giant in the world of cult cinema. And when I say giant, I mean giant, because this man is responsible for changing midnight movies forever. Uh, we have lost Sal Piro, uh, the president of the Rocky Horror Picture Show fan club, and the man who is pretty much responsible for making the Rocky Horror Picture Show experience what it is today. He has unfortunately uh, passed away from natural causes. And I, like I said, this man is the godfather of the midnight movie experience, pretty much, in my opinion, because he, he's the one that came up with the idea of you know, the, the shout along and the shadow cast and everything else and changed the way we look at midnight cinema. So just want to say rest in peace and rest in power and to absent friends. So uh, after that bummer of news, uh, <laughs> Mr. Farmer here made me aware of a movie that he's watching tonight after we're done recording this, actually. Uh, currently, if you, if you have the if you have the app Voodoo, it's a currently it's on Tubi too. Okay, so it's on Tubi and it's on Voodoo for free. Honestly, you have to see this thing to believe it. It's called Furry Night, <laughs> as as in the kink furries, and it's about a group of campers who are filming a homemade horror film, and one of them mistakens a furry for a real bear and kills him. <laughs> And the other group of furries get revenge. Now, that is the simplistic plot straight out of the film. That does not describe the absolute, oh, my God, what the fuck is going on in the one hour and 13 minutes of this film. Um, I need to say this. Uh-huh. For all of our fans out there that might or might not be furries, Roy and I fully accept your lifestyle. Yes, you're going to be but offended Roy, by this movie. <laughs> but Roy and I also have had run-ins with furries, each of us individually. Yeah. That have have made us question. Um, us. <laughs> humanity. Let's put it's, it that it's way. Question us. Uh, there is. OK, the best way I can describe just how over the top this film is, is two things. One. Never in my entire life did I think in a horror film I would hear the line, come get me, I'm the one who killed the teddy bear. (laughs) And never in my entire life did I think I would see a scene where two furries are fighting each other, and one of them rips the butt plug wolf tail out of the other guy's ass, throws it at him, the guy ducks, and when it hits the wall behind him, leaves a shit smear on the wall. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. When I'm telling producer Chris about this, when I told him about the butt plug, he said, wait, are we actually having this conversation right 
This film is it's offensive, but it is outrageous. You got to see this thing. To I mean, believe that's it. our brand. Yeah, um, I think I think I'm curious to hear from the furries out there if you're a legitimate furry and you watch this movie. And if you do go watch this movie, I want to hear your reaction to this thing, because uh, dear fucking God, this thing is just bonkers. It's so bonkers. And I can't believe that it exists. And you know what you're getting yourself into when the opening credits begin and all the lettering and the opening and the closing credits of this film are in Coraline font. <laughs> I can't wait to watch it. I, can't, uh, I legitimately can't wait to watch it. Yeah. Secondly, Mr. Farmer here hasn't experienced it yet, but I did experience Skinnamarink. Um, something told me, go to the theater and go see it. And um, I'm I'm glad to see it's a hit. I'm, I'm very happy to hear that we have... Basically, our new Blair Witch Project here with right. this, uh, the success. This film is definitely not for everybody. Um, if you are familiar with analog horror, that's what this movie is. Imagine those videos on YouTube that are analog horror, except at the length of an hour and 15 minutes. And a little more extreme. Um, the way that the trailer looks is exactly how the trailer looks, is exactly how the movie looks. It's very vague, a lot of vagueness, a lot of stuff that's hard to see, but that is part of the terror for me. Uh, I'm curious to see how this is going to work on television versus a movie theater because the sound design in this thing gets under your skin. Uh, anybody who's seen the movie will understand what, what I mean when I say fuck that phone because uh, <laughs> Jesus Christ, I, that was one of the moments in the movie that really caught me off guard. This film literally for me, terrified me. It absolutely terrified me. I was walking out of the theater going, I agree with one of the characters in the movie when they said, can we watch something happy? I was like, you're speaking for us right now. Yes, I need to see something happy after this. But again, like I said, this is not going to be for everybody because it's not your typical horror film. It's very avant-garde, very different. Um. And uh, but I would say that if you have sleep paralysis, think twice before seeing the movie, because a couple of friends have to that have sleep paralysis told me that this is kind of like what it's like to have sleep paralysis. So I'm like, oh, great. Um, that's <laughs> wonderful. <laughs> that's a new nightmare I haven't had yet. All right. Yeah. But uh, so, yeah, that's uh, that's updates as of this episode. And now on to our well, next uh, what are we doing next month? Yeah, yes. I was going to say, what are we doing next month? Um, we are doing, to to wrap up Lillard Fair, we're doing my personal favorite Matthew Lillard film, SLC Punk. Yeah, baby. I cannot wait. I this cannot is just, wait. It's my personal favorite performance by him. Uh, one of my favorite films of the 90s to come out. I think I think it was the 90s or the early 2000s. I can't remember. All I, it, it was That period was so blurry for me. The, the late 90s, early 2000s yeah, kind of blur together for me and feel the same. Uh, but, yeah, I absolutely love him in this film. And I was like, if we're doing a little affair, we have to do SLC Punk. Right. Yeah. And there is a good chance. I don't want to spoil it that we're going to have a very special guest next month that I am very excited to have. Yeah. Misty to arrange it. Um, yeah. yeah. Like, you know, we've Fingers had crossed. very funny people on this show. Um this person has the only person I can legit, and this includes Roy, the only person I can say legitimately, I have like lost my motor skills because she's so funny. Like I, <laughs> I fell down. Um, she's probably one of the biggest Matthew Lillard fans we know too. I know. <laughs> so, fingers crossed, we're gonna get we're gonna get her on here, and um, she is going to blow your minds. Yes. I promise. Very talented. Um, However, that's not it. Also, <laughs> for February, we're doing three episodes, folks. But one of the episodes is not going to be a typical episode for us. So we're going to do SLC Punk. We're going to do uh, Mr. Farmer's pick, which he'll reveal on the episode for Wing Commander. Yep. But since February is the Oscars, and since we're <laughs> approaching our fifth anniversary... 
we've decided to do our own award show. I think we mentioned this in the beginning of this, uh, either this episode or the Wing Commander episode. We're going to look back at the films that we watched up to this point with a special that we call the Rubensteins. Yeah, because it makes you strong, really. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to we're, we're basically looking back at uh, the films that we have been through s- thus far and basically going to be giving quote unquote awards for certain categories. <laughs> so you'll have that to look forward to also. So we're not going to be watching a movie for that or anything. It'll just be a one off uh, special episode and then uh, it'll go. be annual we're gonna do it every year oh god we got to yeah because because yeah. now we'll have to start from this point up until that point next year with the the categories i mean we're, right now we're gonna have to like go as far back as we possibly can with our memories for the past four and a half years but yeah uh yeah this should be fun yeah oh i, I can't wait i've already got ideas for <laughs> some of the things <laughs> that we're gonna do I need to get that audio clip of her going, it makes you strong just to put through the episode. <laughs> you really do. You really do. In between uh, in between categories. God, that movie. I fucking I hate you so much for that movie. <laughs> of all the movies that we have watched, including, do we want to tell them about what we did this week, Roy? You and I both did this week. <laughs> The most horrible thing in the world we could possibly do that we did this oh, week. Oh God, yes. Um, I hate us so much. So you much tell them. You you tell them. So we talked. It was probably a year ago. Um, that there was a special edition of a particular movie that we have covered that was coming out on Blu-ray that you just spit venom about. Oh, my God. And I will do it again. I will do it again. There was a two. There's a two disc. One of them being the soundtrack. Yes. To the movie Permutos that was released and is available on Amazon. And Roy and I both ordered it because we're sick. Because we're, we're sick, sick individuals. And we saw and we saw the words 4K restoration. <sighs> An unearthed director's cut. Oh, God. <laughs> We're like, yeah, let's do that. Because my flowering anus isn't flowering <laughs> enough in this movie. Let's I make look, it. I let's look, really do it. I, I looked at the runtime, and it's a two-hour movie now. Oh, my God. And, and I'm like, like what the hell was added back? Ten minutes of Conan sword action in this movie that wasn't there before. Um <laughs> I love I re- when you texted me and you said, this thing better come delivered to me in a tank. <laughs> I better come busted through my wall in a tank or I'm going to be real upset. Um, <laughs> yeah, so we bought that so On that purpose. for the anniversary of the show, we can revisit that yes. movie. We in got all we- of its director's cut <laughs> glory. <laughs> yeah, we got something really big planned or not going to go into full details yet as to what we got planned for our fifth anniversary, but we got something big planned. Uh, But we can reveal since we've already been delivered our copies of it, that (laughs) one of the things we're such masochists to, you know, purchase premutos and revisit. Go look at the cover. It looks (laughs) like the cover of a season of Lucifer. (laughs) It it's, looks like it's, the, it's the, the cover of a D- it's the cover of a Dio album is what it I is. was gonna say. It looks like the cover of the one of the prophecy movies that Christopher Walken wasn't in. It looks like what went on through the mind of uh, Steinman when he was alive and writing music for Meatloaf is what the <laughs> cover looks like. Yeah, it looks like one of the kind of mid-career Depeche Mode album covers. Yes. God, uh, and it is nothing like the movie. The movie, no. what is that? There is no, the movie is so bad that they couldn't pick a scene or an image from the movie itself and put it on the cover of their director's cut, unless they, that's in the director's cut. What if the extra half hour is just shit that they shot this year and cut it in? <laughs> God, I can't wait. I can't wait to ruin myself again with this movie. That's what started it all. I'm convinced. Permuto started COVID. 
not cats. It was it was it was Bermudos. No, it, it was definitely Bermudos. I don't care how much of James Corden's half dick you can see in cats. Bermudos started this shit. <laughs> All right, gang. We will see you next month uh, as we wrap up Lola Fair with with SLC Punk and also um, um, Mr. Farmer's Choice, which you'll find out, like I said, on our riveting discussion of Wing Commander. And plus also we'll have our first ever Rubenstein Award. So thanks very much for listening and we'll see you next time. Mm -hmm.